0: Feedback. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, you know, probably one of the most frequently used terms in a lot of the organisations that we go into, but probably, you know, almost as misunderstood as performance. Um, and yeah, you know, we give a lot of advice about feedback. We have lots of conversations with people that we're coaching, encouraging them to use feedback. Um, but I think we we have to do quite a lot of reframing, don't we, in terms of you know helping people look at it as a tool that's going to be something as as, as helpful. Um, yeah, Matt, have you had any feedback conversations with any people you've been coaching recently that have kind of been a good indicator of where people are at and you know how we can help them with a performance mindset approach to it?
1: Yeah, there's a couple. There was there was. One person I was coaching a few days ago who um, was kind of bemoaning the absence of feedback. And the fairly obvious question in response to that is, have you asked for any? And he said, no, actually, I haven't. And I said, well, what would you like feedback on? So we came up with two or three things that he'd like some feedback on. And then he's gone out to the team because too often we expect it to just come to us Mm -hmm. rather than go out and solicit it and, and be clear about what we're working on. Uh, how we're trying to improve and where feedback might help us to make those improvements. So that would be one really simple example.
0: Yeah. yeah, with the proactivity and the kind of focusing of it as well. And, and Keith, you know, in terms of leadership and feedback as a tool there as well, is, is there anything in terms of the advice that you've found most helpful or most readily received from leaders when we, we start kind of reframing them into the high-performance version of feedback?
2: Yeah, I, I think, again, it's one of those things where we still have a long way to go. So feedback has been a thing in the corporate world for probably 20 years now. Um, but it's still so um, poorly, poorly used as a, as, a, as a tool. And the single biggest difference that I think performers and leaders could make would be for performers to truly own their feedback and be really clear about what they want feedback on and how they want their feedback. Because at the moment there's, it, it's unclear as to whether it's it, the, 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 the feedback is owned by the leader or owned by colleagues or owned by the performer there's no sense and, no, and very little understanding a lot of the time about how that person actually wants their feedback, what feedback they'd value and, and so that change of, of, of sense of ownership where it's driven by the performer is the single biggest difference that I think we could we, we could make
0: yeah and, you know and I think regularly one of the one of the key things that's interesting is that kind of people absent themselves from the feedback process. That you know, they kind of forget that they're one of the most useful sources of feedback that's around as well. Um, you know, and and that's so key that when we're setting people up, go gather the feedback. Don't forget to include your your own views mm-hmm. and the feedback to yourself when you're kind of bringing everything together as well. And what does the whole picture look like and make sense of? And, and I guess, you know, there, there's also some of the benefits that when feedback's used well, you know, is there anything that you know we particularly see starts changing in the performers when they're taking this proactive approach? Anything that you know you you recognise happens? Yeah,
1: I, I think a fundamental element of being a high performer is to be fueling your confidence regularly and to be taking good care of your confidence Uh, and therefore feedback comes in many forms but one of those forms is praise and recognition and reinforcing the value you bring to an organisation and a lot of organisations seem to forget the fact that praise and recognition is a form of feedback. We tend to just see it as a negative rather than a positive thing and when we get that praise and recognition that the challenge for the performer then is to internalise that and I often see performers only really internalize the, the criticism that they get or the critique they get and not work hard to internalize the praise and the positive they get as well. Yeah.
2: And I, I think that's absolutely right, I, I, and in this, in a similar way that we've found with performance over the years, where if somebody rocks up to you and says, I want to have a conversation about your performance, generally you, everyone's thinking, well, this is not going to be a good thing, this is not like a happy moment for me. And I think feedback has become a, a, a prisoner of the same sort of thing. So as soon as you start saying, well, actually, I'd like to give you some feedback, alarm bells start, start ringing. So to Matt's point, I think the greater the extent to which feedback can become neutral mm-hmm. and... It's as um, uh, It happens as frequently when there's something that's gone really well and we want to make sure that that's embedded and reinforced and fed forward into the next performance. I think that's one of the things that would change the, the, the dynamic around feedback fundamentally. We have a long way to go with that because of this silent narrative that it's always going to be...
0: Yeah, and, and, and it tends to be this kind of retrospective looking back and kind of picking the bones out of things that I need to give you yeah. feedback on rather than this feed-forward loop, yeah. which I think, you know, that makes a difference, doesn't it? And then we get a frequent set of conversations which are geared towards growing in the right way, building confidence. We're all giving feedback relative to how close we've got to a standard that we've been aspiring to. And, it, you know, it becomes a, a regular thing. So if I get good feedback, okay feedback, or indifferent feedback, That's all it is, it's it's just Uh, feedback. And we'll
2: know we've got it right when we stop referencing this thing called feedback as a separate thing and there's just a series of performance conversations that go on during the course of the day, Um, uh, at the moment we've got this thing called feedback and it becomes a thing in itself and and it dials up the emotion as opposed to it simply becoming part of the daily landscape that we have uh, conversations that relate to individual and collective performance.
0: Yeah, and and last one, you know, just sort of thinking about closing this off as well. Matt, from from a team point of view, have you sort of seen stuff change when a team really starts taking on this this philosophy?
1: Yeah, when they practice the skill of giving and receiving feedback, and you've got to remember both are skills. The positioning of it and the reception of it both need working on. When they practice that skill together and they see it as something they're going to work on as a team, how helpful can we be Um, to each other in both our performance now and our development for the future you see a very significant shift in trust and the dynamic in a team
0: yeah yeah and and yeah and and that's always the bias for us isn't it you know where's this taking us how is it going to help us perform better and what's it going to do in terms of increasing confidence increasing control and being more connected to to what you're trying to do together so yeah no really clear really simple stuff thank you very much